Hi there, I'm Kieran Dewsbury Hall. I'm a central midfielder that currently plays on loan at Luton Town from Leicester City. And I've also had a loan move last season at Blackpool. So, Kiernan, how have you found the step up to the Championship after a season or half a season in League One, shall we say? Um, yeah, I, I feel like I've took the step, step up pretty well, to be honest. Um, I knew that it was going to be a pretty big step up because, as, as we all know, the Championship's a mad mad league, anything could happen. And it's, I, I believe it's probably the sixth best league in the world. So, yeah, um, but yeah, I, I believed that I was going to step up and being able to show what I can do and I'm happy that I've been able to get a great a good one of games under my belt so yeah it's it couldn't have gone much better for me in my first season there I, I think I will correct you it is the best league in the world we've got to say it <laughs> yeah <laughs> having only played 10 games at Blackpool last season obviously the season was curtailed in, in leagues one and two because of because of the COVID pandemic was that enough to prepare you for a season in the championship what did you have to do in the summer or in fact did you have to, or did you know there was a a move into the championship coming? Um, no, I wouldn't say I was one hundred percent that there was a move in the championship coming. Um, last season, I, I was at a point where I was ready to play first team football. So the main the main thing for me in January was to get out, which is what I did in, in League One, which was a good move at the time. And as you say, only playing ten games, I knew after the loan spell. It was basically all or nothing. If I didn't do well there, I would have been struggling to get a better move. So I was happy that I managed to do do as well as I did at Blackpool. And and I just went into the start of this season thinking I'm going to try and push for a place at Leicester. And and then if if that's not possible possible, then try and get a champ, championship move. So I always knew Luton was in the pipeline for a bit. So yeah, and I was just delighted that I finally was able to get it done in the end because I was at a point where I really wanted to go and play as many games as I could and that this, this was the perfect move for me so yeah it, it, it's been great What made it the perfect move for you being at Luton? Because as I say um, well JJ is at Leicester James Justin um, he I, when I first found out about Luton I sort of spoke to him and he was so he spoke so highly of the club and and uh, he, he couldn't. He didn't have a bad word to say about it. And I met the gaffer pretty early on in the summer, and he told me everything about the, about the club and about what he wanted to do this season. And I thought, if not, if I'm not going to stay at Leicester, I want to go to a club that believes that they're going to do well this season and believes in me because I knew I knew the manager of Luton had watched me for for quite a while, and I knew that he knew a lot about me as a player. So it was sort of to me, it was about right, go to a loan club that I know's got got my best interests at heart, really want me as a, as a player. And it sort of all just clicked up with Luton and, and that's the way it happened, really. So you've been one of Luton's key performers this season. How has Nathan Jones bedded you into his style of play? Because it's quite a, an intense style of play. You've got, you've got to work very hard in his team. Of course. Um, to be fair, when I first met, met him, 
he sort of had a plan like it was really in depth and he had a plan that he set he showed me and set out to me about how he wanted the team to play and how he wanted me to play and I think his style of play suits me like obviously there's games where you you, you have to play differently depending on what team you're playing but he he does like to play out and he likes to his place to get on the ball and he likes his midfield to like di- try and dictate the play and that's like me down to a T like I always want to try and get on the ball and I'm a technical player really I'm not I'm not a big I'm not massive I'm like I can hold my own but I'm not like a six foot five powerhouse you know what I mean so yeah. it's, I'm more technical so his his like plan and my vision sort of lined up and ever since I've been at Luton like he's just allowed me to like do my thing and, and that's I think that's what's got the best out of me really and and I'm thankful for him that he's he's gave me that platform to be able to show what I can do. How important is it for a player at your at your stage in your career to to get that, that those minutes at a club like Luton who are going to put everything into the, the the players that they have because of the resource that they have they can't bring in whoever they want. I think it's so important as a young player. I think a lot of young players get swayed like these days about like staying at clubs and you know I mean maybe making one or two appearances, but when you're developing as a young player, there's nothing more valuable than playing 40 games in a top league. Like how much you learn as a per- as a player and as a person in that time is like, you can't really you can't really get it anywhere else. So for me, it's been perfect because I feel like I'm com- I'm, a t- I'm a completely different person and player from what I was at the start of the season, and that's only going to benefit me. You know what I mean for the rest of my career because yeah. I've learned a lot, and especially in this season where it's it's never been a season like this. It sort of tells me, like, if I can cope in the season that's been now, I'm, I can cope in any season. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, it's been good. You played the fifth most minutes for Luton this season. Are you surprised at how much you've played, or given just given that you only played or only got ten games last season at Blackpool because of the season finishing early? So that going into this season, did you expect to be a first teamer straight away, or is it just a case of I'm going to get eased in and then I can show show them what I can do? Um. Of, of course, like you can never really know when you're going in if you're going to be able to get in straight away. But like I, I, I believed. I honestly, I honestly believed in my ability that if I, as soon as I got my chance, then that was it. But obviously, you never know if that's going to be the first game you're there, or you have to wait. But no, it's sort of like I had it in my mindset that the, the first time I get the chance that I start, that I can't, I don't want to give the manager any reason to bring me out. And I feel like that's sort of the way I've gone about every game. And I probably I probably have played maybe more than I would expect, but I did expect to play a lot. So that's only been a positive thing. And it's all about being consistent in this game. More like if you're consistently playing at a high level, you can't really you can't really be out of the team because yeah. you, you're providing so much to the team, you know what I mean? Just moving on to, to Nathan Jones then, what does he demand from you? Because uh, again, it's a, it's a mixed squad. There's some experienced players, there's some younger players, there's some players from the lower leagues. There's obviously yourself who's come from the Premier League. What exactly does he demand from you and his team? He sort of, he demands for me to just be sort of the, the catalyst in the team to like keep it ticking, to try and dictate the play. He's big on winning mid, like winning the midfield battle in a game and, I feel, and I'm the same. I feel like if if you win the midfield battle in a game, you've got a, a lot more chance of winning the game. You know what I mean? Mm. So he sort of, he, he wants me to try and create the chances and bring the quality like for, for the for the players higher up the pitch. And 
And that, that, as I said, that's me down to a T. That's what I do. I want to try and dictate a game and create chances. So he just tells me just to go out and express myself. But but then but then off the ball, just work hard to get it back because you can't just be an on the ball player in this league. You have to be an off the ball player as well. Mm-hmm. So it's been good because he's gave me that confidence and and belief to go and express myself, which is for me as a player the best thing. So what's he like as a coach and manager? Because we saw him last season uh, at Stoke where it didn't quite work out, but he's gone back to Luton and it's, it seems a perfect fit. But from from my perspective, personally, I, I rate him very highly as a coach and some some managerial moves just don't work out. So yeah, what what is he like as a, as a coach and manager? Because you've already said how detailed he is in his, in his long-term planning for the club. Yeah. Um, the one word I'd say is intense. He's very intense and... Which is a which I think is a great thing. I think I feel like the, the top managers are the ones that every day expect you to be the best you can be. You know what I mean? They don't let you sit off. They don't mm. let you rest on your laurels at any time. And I've been at Leicester, and obviously Brendan Rodgers is the exact same. Every session intense, intense, and you, you you're working on something all the time. And I feel like he's similar to that, and he just wants the best out of his players, which is why I feel like this season Luton have progressed how they have compared to what they were like last season. So yeah, the intensity and the, the way he pushes his players, I think, is is one of the biggest strengths he's got. So just moving on to the season as a whole, it's it's been quite a, an exhausting season to say the least. Even as a as a podcaster doing two podcasts a week gets quite <laughs> gets quite uh, quite strenuous, quite quite difficult. I but I imagine, imagine imagine playing two games a week in the with the intensity that you guys play. And in in Rotherham's perspective, we're seeing them play. I think it's something like 11 games in 33 days just how different has it been compared to other other seasons that you've played yeah well for me it's been it's been mental because I've not this is my first season in senior football a full season in senior football before this I've only played 23s football and half and 10 games at Blackpool so I've sort of been gone I've sort of gone from 100, 0 to 100 like gone from you know what I mean so it's been a, it's been a big it's been a big like difference, but I've always been like naturally fit and and robust. So I feel like you sort of get to a point where you you sort of get used to it and you get in a rhythm. Mm. Like you know when you're playing every four days, you you know like you're playing, you're recovering, you're getting ready for the next game, and it's sort of like your body your body evolves. You know what I mean? So I feel like that's what's happened to my body, and obviously it gets to a point now where it, it's time you sort of a rest is needed after yeah. the games. But but like no, it's been. I feel like it's been good because my body sort of took it, took itself to the next level of like being able to play week in week out for two to three times a week, and that that's I say that that's it's so invaluable for me rather than maybe not playing as many games. You know what I mean? Has there been much time to work on the training ground for for games? I imagine individually prepping for games is quite important, especially in the championship. So obviously, with the, the amount of games we've had, you've not had much time. We've seen some managers struggle. Um, how 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 difficult has it been to pre- prepare for individual games? Has it just been, as you say, recovery, prep, then go again? Yeah, to be honest, that, that has been quite quite a big thing this season because of the amount of midweek games and stuff. There's times like you'll go in and because you played the day before, you're recovering, you're not training with the rest of the team and mm. and then you maybe got one or two days before the next game. So the only real chance you get for a full week of good training is like maybe an international break or... The, the rare chances it's Saturday to Saturday so it, that that's it, that is weird this season because it's rare that I've had a seven eight training day period right it's proper full training 
So, and it's just getting ready for games. So that, yeah, that's been something that I've had to get used to, but I suppose that's, that's what's part and parcel of this season. Absolutely. Do you think as a young player, it's, it's, it's better to have your first season where it's like this? As you say, your body's got used to it now. You're at another level than you would have been before. Do you think it's almost a positive for you as a young player? Yeah, I'd definitely say it's a positive because I just don't see, I can't find any negative out of this season apart like, played all the games I've been able to showcase my ability and uh, as I said I've evolved my, my body's been able to adapt and I can't really ask for much more really I'd rather done this than played five ten games so so just moving on to the, the season overall obviously Luton if going to finish in the top half this season how much of an achievement is that for a, for a club the size of Luton? It's no disrespect to them, but there are some big hitters we've seen with Watford, Norwich, Bournemouth for the budgets that they've got. The likes of Derby and Wednesday, Sheffield Wednesday are struggling. So how, how much of an achievement is it to finish in the top half? Yeah, I, th- I think it's a massive achievement. As you say, um, they went down to the final day last season needing to win to stay up. And this season, we've got a game left to guarantee a top half finish. And... I know a lot of people at the start of the season would not have put Luton in the top half come the end of the season. And that's not a disrespect to Luton. That's just because, as you say, there's a lot of big team, championship teams in the league. So I think that's a testament to how we've done as a team and as a group. And as you say, we've we've, we've won some really important games this season. I think we've beat four of the top five. And the games where we've needed to win against teams around us, we've won. So we've picked up really important points. So it's it's been a gruelling season, but yeah, it's it's a great credit to everyone at, at Luton that they've managed. We've managed to secure, I think, the highest points tally Luton have had in the championship for fifty years. Do you think that the style of play that that Luton have? It's it's obviously as as we've discussed, it's quite intense. There's a lot of pressing. Midfield battles got to be won. Do you think that almost has helped Luton this season with the the, the lack of preparation that, that, that other teams have that well everybody every team has had do you think it's helped them to have that almost a, a more of a simpler formula to play than than perhaps I mean Philip Cocky was sacked at Derby for his you know his possession style didn't work as I say simpler format do you think that's worked for Luton in their favour yeah 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 it, it, it probably has a little bit um, I feel like yeah it's, it, it goes to more down to the raw parts of the game but there's times where we have really turned up and, and dominated teams on the ball. So, we, it, as I say, as I said previously, depending on what team you come up against, we know if we're going to play a Bournemouth, it needs to be a slick passing game and we need to be on it on the ball. But then we come up against a, a Rotherham, we need to be able to win the second balls and win our battles. So, I feel like that's a good balance we've had this season. We've been able to adapt game to game and style of play, which... Is important for for a good team because unless you're an absolute expert at one style of play, you need to be able to switch from game to game. And I think we've got that sort of balance pretty well this season. So moving on to to one particular incident that brings a bit of a smile to my face. I think you got away with one away at Derby. Nathan Byrne, <laughs> red card. Yeah. I, no, I personally don't think it's a red <laughs> card. But yeah, I, I know a lot of Derby fans were not happy with me after the game. But yeah. yeah, that was that. That was the the, the the way I see that. That was so avoidable because we're both running, but we're mm. attacking. And I'm I'm looking to make a run into the box, and fair play, he's he's, he's held me back and he's stopped me running. 
but it's the fact that he held on to me while I was on the floor for so long. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I do not mind him taking me down. It's, it's tactical play, but he's held on to me on the floor for so long. Anybody in that situation becomes frustrated. And I've seen the clip. It looks like I've, I have kicked out him, but you know when someone's holding your leg and you're yeah, just yeah, releasing yeah. it? Try and shake off. You're trying just to release the leg. But from the angle, it looks like I've gone to boot him in the head. Yeah. And it, it, that's not the way it is. But I feel like a yellow car was fair either way, but yeah, it's, it's part of the game, isn't it? I know a lot of Derby fans were raging after the game, though. Yeah, it, it, was, it was a bit of a rugby tackle by Nathan Byrne, but as you say, the, the, the cameras, you know, give it a maybe, it maybe, it like... VAR, maybe if there was VAR, it would have been a different thing. But we're, we're lucky that there's no, there's no VAR in the jump. Absolutely. Well, as you say lucky, I, I would have, as a Derby fan, would, well, yeah. uh, would have enjoyed it this season. I tell you what, there's nothing I love more than a classic football shirt. I've got loads of them. A Juventus shirt, Marseille shirt, even an Antalya Sport shirt. One of the reasons I've got so many is because I can get them for a great price from ClassicFootballShirts.co.uk. They've got shirts for teams from all over the globe, and that of course includes championship clubs. So if you wanted a classic Wednesday shirt, Reading shirt or Barnsley shirt, whoever you support, they'll have something for your club. It's not just shirts either, they've also got track suits, baseball caps, socks, so much stuff. Have a look for yourself. Go to classicfootballshirts.co.uk right now. Moving on to, to, to signing for Luton, obviously you said that they, they they were one of the teams that interest that were interested in you. How exactly were you approached? Is it is it through agents or or is it through the club? Yeah, I'd, we, you know, it's quite quite an interesting sort of function as to how these sort of transfers work. Mm. Um, it's a bit of both, to be fair. The first the, the first time I ever heard about Luton was actually before I went to Blackpool. Oh wow! And so I I I knew that they were like monitoring me like at that time. So anyway, that didn't materialise back in then, and I ended up going to Blackpool and. It, I never really heard a bunch about Luton for a while after that. And then about midway through pre-season, my agent told me that, okay, if it comes to it, the loan club, we've, we've got this, this, this. And then I was sort of going into the club and speaking about, okay, what would you think about me going to Luton? And they were, they were like, yeah, it, it just seemed good. And that's how it materialised. And as I say, like, I, I didn't sign for to Luton until it was January, uh, deadline day so it was a last minute thing so two days before the, the transfer window I didn't think I would have, I would, didn't think I was going and then all of a sudden it, in football it happens so quick it was a couple of phone calls on deadline day and and I was there and I'd signed and so yeah it was lit, probably the last two days of the transfer window is when it was like okay Luton are interested let's try and get it sorted and then it just sort of happened through that like that I was, I was going to ask it. Is it you know the reason why it takes so long? Because I mean, as, as an outsider, you always think I don't know. I don't understand why clubs leave it so late to, to get the business done. Because transfer deadline day is a stress. It's like trying to fill in tax returns on the thirty first of January. It's just an avoidable nightmare. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you know, does does the club delay that, or is it just a case of the interest came quite late? Well, it's a bit different for me because I I signed a new deal before I went out on loan, so. I had to get that sorted before I could even do anything. So that was the reason I was so late. But yeah, 
clubs have a knack of just waiting and waiting and waiting. They they just sort of wait to see about like anything that they can anything that happens, injuries or what, if right at the end and and yeah, it it would be a lot easier if you could just get it done early and then you can relax. But yeah, I'm not sure the stress. I, I, actually, I, I feel like the stress of the of the last day was worth it in the end. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been a, a, a very positive season, as as we've said. So, so going on to sort of clubs sort of choosing for you, and uh, do they do they tell you where to go? So in Leicester City's case, if you've got five or six clubs interested in you, in you, do they then sit you down and go, this club's a better, or is it a, or is it a decision more in your yours and your agent's hands? I feel like it's a bit of both, like. Ultimately, the final decision is with your club, like where the, where you're going to go. You can say, okay, this is where I want to go, but if they're not happy with that club, then you're not going to go. But with me, I sort of sit down. I'd sit down and just think about what the club, what club is better for my style of play, or why am I going to in, improve the most? Like, do I want to go to a team that just who sit and doesn't play any football? You know what I mean? Or do I want to go to a team that likes to build playing? You know what I mean? So. That's the main thing I was doing. I was was like, okay, we've got this club, this style, this club, this style. That's the best style for me. It all and, like, and then the clubs are like, they decide all of the the contract stuff, and and that's how it happened with me, and that's why I ended up choosing Luton and and going with them. Was there a chance to stay at Leicester? Because obviously you mentioned it came quite late, and before you signed for Blackpool, you were getting game time in cup competitions. But was it just a natural step for you to just go out and get experience? No, there definitely was a, a chance for me to stay at Leicester. As I say, like I could have easily stayed at Leicester and maybe if I'd have trained the right way, played, I don't know, a handful of games. And But that's the decision you have to make as a player. Do you want to go and play a handful of games or do you want to potentially go and play a full season? Mm. And some players choose one, some players choose the other. It, it, it's what you want to do as a player. But personally for me, I knew that in the short term I needed to do this to secure me a better long term. You know what I mean? I, I knew this was, if I pictured what I wanted to happen in my mind, I knew it would be so much more beneficial for me. And that's why I decided in the end, yeah, I really need to just get out and get experience because it's only going to be the best for me. So, What's it, what's it like for a lone player settling in at a club? Uh, I imagine it's an entirely different experience to a permanent transfer. So yeah, what what is it like f- for you, especially setting in at Blackpool and, and uh, Luton? Yeah, it's 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 pretty daunting. I can't lie, it's, <laughs> it's not it's not the easiest thing. Like for Blackpool, obviously, it was my first experience with a first team environment. So I, I I went in and I was like, right, you don't know what to do at the start. You're like because everyone's looking at you. You're like, okay, we've got a young kid here, like, and they don't know who you are, and you just and you you're trying to fit in, but at Lewin, I just I said him what, what I want to do. Like I want to go to a club and sort of earn the respect, like on the pitch, yeah. and then that earns respect off the pitch. So with Lewin, uh, yeah, the first couple of days you're not really talking to many people. You're sort of doing your own thing, and then I was just trying to train as well as I could and 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 sort of earn lads' respect. But now I'm probably some some lads at Lewin. I'm like really really good friends with. Yeah. Like, I'd, like I'd consider them very good friends that I've talked to after, you know what I mean? So it's weird how you go from like really scared and not talking to anyone to like, these, wow, these are like really good mates of mine now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that that's, that's been good in that way. Does the manager introduce you or, or a coach introduce you or are you just left to it? Just 
left on your own to your own devices. Yeah. To be fair, you're sort of left to it. I think the gaffer, <laughs> I think like in the first session, the gaffer was just like, okay, yeah, this is Keenan, new lad, make him feel welcome. That's it. And sort of like, it's up to you then as a person, you need to sort of create, like build your way in. And, mm. and that was what I did. And yeah, it's, it's, it's not the easiest thing in the world, but it builds, it builds your character in that. So I suppose it's not the worst. I was going to say, as daft as it sounds, it sounds like a really important step into in development because obviously you're going from a, an under-23s environment where you're quite poly, you might have had experience in the first team, but then you're just thrown into the deep end essentially with a, a bunch of experienced first-team pros. It's a very important step in, 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 in your development. Yeah, like as you say, like there's pros in the dressing room that have been playing for 10 plus years and got promotions on the record like they're no like and it's like you're going in there as a youngster at the start of your career trying to make a name for yourself and pave your way and it's like as I said you need to earn the respect and that, that's what I've done and yeah thankfully now all my all my teammates are golden with me so I couldn't ask them much more so I see you mentioned that the, the move to Luton was quite last minute on transfer deadline day Really random question, but do the club sort accommodation out for you? Like you staying in a hotel, or are you are you again? Are you left to sort out accommodation for yourself? Because I've always had this thought in my head where players just go and rent a house for a year, or maybe buy a house, but it just it never makes sense. No, to be fair, that's they they are good with that. They you sort of get things sorted before you go. Like in terms of accommodation, when I first went to Luton, I I stayed in like a hotel for the first couple of weeks just mm. to get to get a place sorted and then now I've been in a renting a renting a, 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 a place for the year and I've actually been living with a couple of the lads as well so yeah in terms of that that's more because I, I wouldn't know how to start with that because obviously I, <laughs> I'm young in that so thankfully like my agent and the club like sort of working together and yeah I've been in a nice house and I've actually evolved as a person learning how to cook and clean and that so it's been perfect so yeah it's big step good. What, uh, what players are you living with? I've lived with a couple, to be fair. I've, I've lived with, I, you know, Reece Norrington Davis. I lived with him until he left in January. And then in January, Carol Naismith came and I've mm. been living with Carol Naismith from January till now. So two good lads, two completely different lads. I'd say Carl Naismith is one of the most underrated players in the championship, in my opinion. He's a hero. Oh, mate. He's <laughs> a very, very good player. Very, very good player. And he's a top lad as well. He's like a big brother to me, mate. He's, he's helped me a lot. And yeah, as you say, he's, he's been top quality since he's gone. So, so last question before we move on to, to Leicester. Being a lone player, especially for a season, there's a lot of emotional attachment to it. Is there, is there an opportunity to come back next season? There's a, uh, Yeah, no, I mean, I reckon the, the, the fans might want me that they would be happy if I came back. And as I say, this season has been fantastic. So if it comes to Luton wanting me back and it came in that situation, I would definitely think about it and take it seriously because I've not got a bad word to say about Luton. So, I mean, it, there is always a possibility. You never know in football, but um, yeah, we'll have to see what happens. So I'm not going to say anything because obviously you never know with football, but yeah. we'll see what happens. Absolutely. So, so moving on to your time at Leicester, obviously still still there out on loan at, at the moment with Luton, and it's been quite a year for you. Considering, I mean, it, it feels like it's been three or four years, especially with, with the the pandemic and whatnot. 
it was a lot longer than 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 just one year. What was it like making your debut against Brentford for, for your team? Because obviously, you're a Leicester lad. You were signed for them at, at such an early age. What what was it like making your debut for your, for your home home city? Yeah, that that was a dream come true. Honestly, I was I, I started signed for Leicester when I was eight, and I came through the ranks. And honestly, it was one of the best feelings in the world. One of my best feelings in football, and to be able to just go up through the ranks and I, I'm not I don't know what percentage it is but it, it's not a high percentage of who starts at that age and actually makes their debut it's an honour to be able to have done that and I was just so proud for myself and my family for all the hard work that we did through the years and yeah it just it made me so hungry like I, I was I've always been hungry but I was just like to get that feel of it was just like okay I need to really really just step on the gas even more because this is what I've this is what I've wanted to do my whole career. And hopefully now we're gonna see what happens. Was it 2008 you signed for Leicester? Yeah, yeah, maybe even earlier. Maybe 2007. So you've you've literally seen Leicester rise through the ranks going up from League One championship to, to premiership. What has that been like developing through? Because I imagine things behind the scenes change quite a lot, especially at academy level. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, in the early days, we was like in the League One champ, and we've always been a like a good academy. Like we used to play like the teams like Forest, Derby, Forest, mm. the little Coventry, all of them around the, around the area. And, and then as I started progressing through, we we started getting better and better. And then we went into like the teams where we was playing like the Man United's, the Chelsea's, and that. And yeah, it was just it was great learning experiences for me because as I say I've been since I was a kid I've I've, I was always the smallest lad like the skinniest lad like I was I was tiny so I had to work a lot harder than probably a lot of other lads that weren't like me so that's why I I had to work on my technique all the time and because I knew if I didn't have that I wouldn't (laughs) I couldn't do anything so yeah it was I knew eventually my my like size and I'd grow more but I didn't know when and I got to a point where I was like 15 where I was still about four foot five and mm. I was genuinely like telling my mum I like I was like I need to can you take me to the doctors like I need to ask why I'm not growing sort of thing and it was a struggle because I saw lads going to play higher ages and I was like what's happening there I'm, when am I ever going to like grow or get you know what I mean and it was quite hard at that point and then eventually like I had the growth spurt and I knew that that technical ability I'd have worked on for five, ten years was going to shine through. And yeah, we just kept, I kept going through the age groups and we won the Prem when I was a first year scholar, which was unbelievable. Like the atmosphere around this, around the whole city was crazy at the time and around the training ground, I was just, it was mental. And after that, I feel like we did, the mentality shift changed from like, Right, we're we're an okay Premier League club to right. We're we're pushing now to be a top six Premier League club, and that's what we're at now. What does that do as a, as an academy player? Does you does your mindset shift a little bit? Because obviously you're now competing in a well, the club's now competing in a completely different space to what it was even a, a year ago, fighting relegation. What does that do as a as a as a mindset as an academy player? Yeah, you, I think you have to change your mindset. Maybe. Before, when you're not a big team, you you can go through games thinking, oh, 
yeah, we, we're, we don't need to, we're, we're okay. We don't need to try as hard. We don't need to showcase the ability. But then it's like, bang, all right, we need to be on it because the club will probably be looking at other, other scouting other players and people want to come and take your shirt number. So you need to be evolving and working hard to get better and better. So you're ready for if you ever need to show in the first team that you're good enough, you know what I mean? So moving on to sort of your development at the club, how do the, how do they analyse your development? I mean, I play a lot of football manager, high low managers. They don't really do much, but in in a real world, what you know, do they do they monitor your progress? What is this through the academy in that? Just at, well, out on loan. Oh, out on loan. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I've got a loans manager at Leicester that I work closely with, who comes to, who watches pretty much every game, and we have little targets and what we want to what we want to what we set ourselves that we want to hit in that and then obviously Luton we we have like individual meetings quite often to to see what I'm doing well and why I need to improve that so yeah I've that's been that's happened quite regularly this season because I've been playing a lot of games so yeah we in terms of that it is good because it's nice to see feedback and what you need to work on because obviously you're never the finished product so mm. in terms of that it's been good Obviously, moving on to this, to this season, there's the potential of, of Champions League football next season for Leicester. The odds are, are quite high. There's still a few games left at the time of recording. Do you think that's an opportunity for you to get more game time next season at Leicester, or is there another loan on the on the horizon potentially? Obviously, we've already said we're not sure what happens in football. Yeah, um, I think yeah, definitely it's a it's an opportunity for more games. That I, I wanted to do this season, get experience in the in the plan of going back to Leicester and pushing for a place of course if I didn't believe that I shouldn't I should like I shouldn't be at Leicester like I genuinely believe I can go back and really push for a place now and with the more games that might mean that yeah I'm going to have more opportunities to to do what I need to do so it's all about just finishing the season and getting back ready for a strong pre-season to do as well as I can and I'm going to be going there with a mentality of okay I need to I need to be one of the best players here if I've got a chance of getting a lot of game time and then we'll assess as the pre-season goes to see if the pathway is going to be good and then we'll go from there whether it's another loan or I genuinely see myself playing at Leicester because I do believe in my ability and and that's what you need as a player or, you, or you're never going to play at the top level. Final question, Keenan. Who do you hate more, Derby or Forest? <laughs> that's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably say equal. Equal. It's a, it's a, to be fair, I, yeah, equal. Diplomatic answer. Yeah, diplomatic answer. <laughs> Who do you hate more, Leicester or Forest? I, would, I mean, Forest, definitely. But uh, Forest, yeah. it's very hard to not envy Leicester at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, especially. And I'm seeing, I got a lot of messages before the Rotherham game saying, I'll just let Rotherham win. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm glad you didn't, uh, but um, yeah. perhaps it would have been better for my for my stress levels. I know, I know. Anyway, Kenan, thanks for your time today. No, no, it's been it's been a pleasure, mate. It's been it's been nice to chat to you.